Hello and welcome back to Black Arcot Reviews. I'm your host, Christina. We are back for another episode of Umbrella Academy, season three, episode six, entitled Marigold. This episode was written by Lauren Otero, directed by Jeff F. King. Rating this week, I gave it an 8.4 out of 10. While there were a few storylines that were intriguing, mainly the Pogo and Allison story arc, as she continues her morphing into a dark villain. And it's quite a, a, a villainous arc for her to take. And while I'm sure a lot are angry at her actions, they once again are done with some respect uh, to the to the trauma that she suffered and how it really has turned her into a completely different person. Who has very little to hang on to except uh, the relationship he has or she has with her brother after ruining the relationship last week that she had with Luther and then that last turn, that last betrayal, how it cements exactly what she uh intends to do to get shit done i haven't really been in the fandom in regards to this show uh, I haven't even been watching any reaction videos because quite frankly, I haven't felt the need to go back and react or rewatch uh, any of these episodes thus far. It's not to say I dislike this season, but I certainly am not as attached to it as I was even with the handler last season. Uh, I, I'm I feel in some aspects it's succeeding in others just something feels off and it could just be the characterizations of two of our favorite more lovable characters which were uh Ben and Allison and without them the voice of reason the empathetic factor there everything else just seems to be devolving from that and in this opening scene with Allison who we will get to first that particular arc you have Harlan say what do I feel like and it was wrong and I think that that is more a profound statement of where our characters feel in the world right now particularly when it comes to to her and everything that is Ben and I for for longer than and it's it's not to say that I don't like I'm not like oh well you're just mad because your favorite characters are evil now well of course because i've gotten accustomed to them being a certain way 
but i understand that this is meant to be rather well one our character being pushed to the the brink and another that is dead and finds himself in another universe in which they're alive so i think those continuous changes to their their timelines are eroding who they they were who they used to be and it it pretty much hits its precipice precipice in this finale or in the final minutes of this episode because this is not the finale this is only episode six wherever you're listening to this podcast stitcher itunes popping spotify amazon or any other platform go down to the rating section drop some stars leave a review my social media will be there as well remember to like share and subscribe and if you want to send feedback for umbrella academy or any other show that i do blackercouch at gmail.com so as indicated we're going to start with allison's story arc first which leads to victor and harlan harlan is asked about what he is listening to he says you even though we hear him listening to the wind and she's like oh yeah what do i sound like and he says wrong and that is intriguing because it feels as if harlan has mastered victor's powers far better than victor ever did and it's kind of the same with anybody else besides this group of the umbrella academy that that pushes their powers to brinks like they're still just getting past their human their human traumas i know i say that word a lot around their powers but that is what has happened to them and they are acceding but what does that ascension look like and how does that change them victor shows up uh, hopes that they're getting along but they're not uh it stems from we find out a little bit later is the fact that allison doesn't like harlan's control over victor victor feels like he owes you victor is feeling guilty about not showing up for his promise and they that may be affecting his decisions which is exactly absolutely correct (laughs) to the point that victor would lie about something so like there's no sugarcoating it i understand you got you got a a two tough decisions and they were not going to end well and you did the right thing that you thought was right but they also have the right to feel betrayed because this man did kill our mothers and not only that caused the kugel blitz that in effect erased her daughter and you kept that a secret shit just got real once again do not agree with allison's actions but can't pretend i don't understand how she got there and she's already mentally not well there's no therapy in the apocalypse so there's an initial teaching moment between the two victor and harlan where victor says i'm not a little boy anymore or not victor harlan does 
and thus i have mastered this shit and you need to learn because this whole conversation just reminded me of barry allen trying to teach anybody how to do (laughs) how to do anything without a pep talk from someone else about how to teach someone this is how you mentor people barry you just don't be like uh you gotta feel it (laughs) so there's some back and forth victor seems to be struggling now i can't agree with allison here i understand she is concerned she's probably a little overly concerned due to the recent losses so she's acting irrationally because victor does say i can handle it i'm good she tries to use her powers on harlan tried to rumor him to let go but in his power bubble uh he is able to block her power which is interesting however something occurs in which she becomes enclosed in the bubble and she is able to then rumor him but her eyes go very you know um i don't even know storm stormish stormyish <laughs> but she looked like a fucking parasite and i was like oh that's her evil villain look for real and now let me get in my truck because all them bitches are catching harlan is upset like why oh why are you trying to stop this we were making progress here you can't you can't put put baby in a corner (laughs) victor says look i'm staying you uh you can go you don't have to be here and then she replies i don't have anywhere else to go but I also don't have to watch you try to kill yourself and ends up stomping off in a fit and harlan feels very proud of the fact that he was able to to get victor on his side and i would be very concerned harlan if you was feeling her juju and that juju was saying no no how about i do anyway allison has another conversation with ray seems as if he is in this season and they are retconning the shortcomings of their relationship and doubling down on it it's fine just don't pretend that it wasn't what it was prior but i really like this conversation when they're on the swings and he reminds her she never liked to look at the swings and it's because claire loved them she still mourns the fact that he's gone she looked it up he died at 82 uh or in 82 one or the other he's like i hope i had a good life not the kind of life you deserved but that's you can't make that call (laughs) i mean you can't say with uh his life moving on without you could not have possibly been better i mean i'm sure y'all had a love but people also have multiple loves it happens that sounds so cruel but (laughs) i kind of roll my eyes at that but he tells her look so if i'm uh in your head or you're seeing things or whatever you're stronger than this and you need to to be strong because we still exist in your heart and in your mind and you need to keep that 
you need to keep going because she's once again contemplating and and how i view in my viewpoint suicide she's contemplating like why am i still here i don't really want to be here but i think her family was really particularly victor she was holding on to especially victor who technically you know all being fair in love and sibling sibling family did slit my throat (laughs) did kill pogo did end the world by accident by accident you know it was a it was kind of a group affair to to an extent but then then once again becomes the the focal point to the end of the world so there is a lot of justifiable animosity to be to be dipped into once your once your mind starts devolving in that direction right like okay here i am supporting you loving you forgiving you and you are still out here betraying me after all the shit you put me through um even though it was an accident even though i know rationally why i forgave you for those things like that has to be a slap in the face Uh, plus uh, she feels like she's being pushed away like this is something i'm not involved in after the conversation things the whole entire sky got dark it got very uh (laughs) i don't even know what to reference what kind of comic It, it was marvel on some level let's just say that as both harlan and victor are in the sky exchanging their powers victor had told uh not victor harlan had told victor of the marigold how you can hear beneath the wind that you need to seek out and find my marigold by having him listen to his wind headphones and they're able to get somewhere and he's able to transfer the power back to victor and now harlan's free and he doesn't even seem to be bitter about the fact that he no longer has powers considering he keeps killing motherfuckers (laughs) i totally understand but he did say that hey when i felt this inside of me i thought i could help people i thought i could be do something good with this and unfortunately just didn't turn out that way because you know even victor had to be contained because he kept killing all of his nannies (laughs) so there's an understanding here of what happens when you're gifted with something that is far far more powerful than your human existence really can comprehend with a whole lot of training and even even reggie gave up while victor is sleeping exhausted allison is confronted by harlan who says thank you for letting us continue on allison replies he's my brother 
i love him i would do anything for him and harlan has to just keep poking the bear i know why you don't like me it's because of what i did what do you mean what did you do uh i thought i thought he told you told us what it was at this moment that he knew he fucked up because i believe in assigning people equal guilt for their actions i also gotta throw victor in here and all being fair why did you tell this boy you was gonna go and tell them what happened and you did not (laughs) why didn't you say by the way allison does not know that should have been a conversation y'all had on the side especially when allison stopped off and you felt something was wrong with her and your soul and you know that she was acting irrationally why then would you not think to say don't say nothing about killing our mothers allison understandably gets upset and ties this to claire as well because the kugel blitz in her mind wiped out the existence of her daughter and now when he says i'm sorry it was an accident she says an accident is spilling milk not erasing a person's child and when he asked what are you gonna do now i felt he should have just went ahead and turned around and got on his knees (laughs) because it was clear to anybody and everybody what she was going to do next the next we see she rolls up to the sparrows academy uh you have ben and damn i keep forgetting crow girl's name every single time i'm surprised she's still in the damn season to be fair Faye, <laughs> i'm glad she got this far i really am Faye, uh greet her she shows them the dead body of the dead body of harlan in her trunk and then the dumbest thing i could have ever seen in my life and i'm so glad that she smirked at him and just walked away because he really luther gonna sit there and and go what did you do (laughs) and bitch you literally met someone three days ago and has switched teams and standing there in a sparrow uniform completely caught up in some fucking fairy tale while everybody else is doing work you gotta be ashamed of yourself nigga real talk you gotta be ashamed of yourself all as you is how could you possibly think that you could judge let's just go through luther really quickly because i don't have much to say and what i do have to say is not very kind all i know is he was with salone and then he was invited they put him in front of the academy to talk to been like he was supposed to be the father and get acceptance in and then he gets a uniform and he freaking does a fucking happy dance because he finally feels accepted by anyone because <laughs> to be fair no one else has missed his ass maybe because he's pointless and has nothing to offer anyone in society ever the only person actually doing some work around here is allison <laughs> and fucking five trying to at least keep things moving and popping where they need to be to figure this shit out 
but uh yeah that was him this episode and then that stupid ass look he is the absolute worst (laughs) i have been trying to defend this man for two whole damn seasons and for the most part they were doing something last season to to make it worth my effort but this season he feels not only like the weakest link but an afterthought everything that's going on in his storyline is so juvenile that it cannot be born let's move over to lila and diego where she is looking for stan uh diego and her have to consider that he may have been wiped away by the kugel blitz which gets them to both search for them or for him in the white buffalo room they discover that it leads down a very creepy tunnel into what seems to be a mirror universe they just ever so casually dropped that shit in there like it was nothing (laughs) okay just uh just another universe this white buffalo is something leading to reginald who's into magic but i don't think it's magic something to do with science uh but he uh we'll talk about him in a moment they both go into this portal he says after you or she says after you and he says enjoy the view you know what to do with that big fat butt wiggle 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 because he put my attention on it that's where it was and they go looking for stan who cannot be found they also cannot leave this particular hotel so it's not a universe let me take those words back it seems to be a mirror hotel obsidian they ring the bell things get a little dark and it seems to activate some type of security system because they are rather comically chased by a beast that threw a spear that took off two of diego's fingers my fingers hurt they run back through the tunnel and it's just in time stan is right there he's like uh you gonna blame a boy from go for going out and finding a slim gym and a slushy <laughs> and unfortunately a kugel blitz comes through and he is thanos snapped out of existence i am inevitable so that really sucked because i like stan and that means he's not going to be in the last four episodes we also got a truth bomb that stan is not diego's son not even lila's son she borrowed him from a friend a week ago who went on vacation stan was in on it to trick diego into thinking that he was the father so she can do a trial run oh i think that i found myself an annoying bitch please shut the fuck up he said are you crazy we did meet in an asylum i told you that bitch crazy nah girl that's that's after the first deception this is strike two i mean you can't forget you showed up working for the handler 
and then deceived them in the end and set him up for murder you know then you kidnapped him took him to to the like where's the line you gotta draw a line diego this is the line that you need to draw it's over but of course he's psycho too and he thinks that this is okay this is he he started stuttering again you made my baby stutter and he couldn't even find the words to call you what you were which was a cunt can't go 50 50 with no hope klaus breaks back in and <laughs> tries to bond with reginald he's like uh you know you're he also reginald loves old tv shows he says you're a lot like my father except he was much more of a prick and you also did lock me in a mausoleum to watch me die i watched that he's like that is he says you're marvelously deranged tell me more he tells him all about his death experience it's like i hope i think the girl on the bike is god or the devil i'm not sure i don't have any <laughs> i don't have any dog in this fight or something to that effect reginald says well since you've gotten me off of the sauce off of the pills i am now able to think a lot more clearly uh and Kyle says he knows that this all leads back to him and he knows that there's something he has to do and it's really important and he doesn't want to fuck it up and he does because he decides to not tell the one person responsible in this group which is five and tries to do it himself or figure it out himself but reginald has other ideas because he's all about that experimentation and in the guise of a hug (laughs) hooks him up to be electrocuted to death oh hi thanks for checking in i'm still a piece of garbage he clearly left him on the floor probably with a video recorder somewhere because the last we saw of reginald was get uh giving been a very smug look satisfied ben is just being so so used and doesn't even know it but we see in a flashback he has insecurity issues which lead to the whole pogo storyline pogo in 2014 was training the children and in a session surprisingly uh the woman i can't remember at all because she just spits at people she gets in a fight with ben who uses his powers and the goal is to ring the bell and despite him using cruelty she is able to take his cruelty in enough time to get a discarded piece of wood to stab one of his tentacles and win the match because when pogo went ended and even the one that was his close friend i'm guessing that that's supposed to be i don't know don't even try to think about it jones uh (laughs) um reginald had came in and says you know you can't tap out in the real world you got to be able to go through some tough shit uh to to persevere and he's kind of right about that in a way and she does she she uh ends up winning against the odds there's a conversation between pogo and reginald where he knows that he's about to send the children somewhere i'm thinking it's this alternate universe 
or version of the hotel obsidian and he thinks that they're going to get hurt that they're not ready but reginald says look uh if you have a dis- difference of an opinion there's the door don't let it hit you with a good lord split you he's like i can leave within a day you can leave within the hour <laughs> marcus was given the pills it turns out not in a conspiracy of any nefarious uh nefarious alternatives other than the fact that reginald really was a threat to their safety and they needed to keep him sedated because of his project oblivion something that old man five warned five who shows up at the biker the biker gang bar where pogo's got a lot of respect he's like look uh we met before (laughs) i helped save your life i got a scratch to prove it he's like i'd be talking to a 61 year old man not a adolescent child and he's like i don't tattoo kids he's like "Uh, i got somewhere to be so i'm gonna need you to back up off and i will say why do you need to ask someone for their motorcycle because it's an emergency when you know you're just gonna steal it just steal the motorcycle you don't need to go through all of this very silly dialogue beforehand (laughs) i didn't need it um seeing pogo on a motorcycle was awesome despite the the lacking of effect and that's fine because they spent it all on pogo and i was i was content with that he is uh followed apparently he don't hear the ho- the loud ass uh, other bike behind him but i guess there was some distance between them he follows him back to his trailer where he has tammy always a fucking tammy too outside being like uh you need to get out of here little kid before i call child protective services or some shit and he's like just let the boy through because apparently all he needed to do was follow him home and he's gonna talk to him and he sits at the table and they have this conversation where he's like look uh i'm one of his kids and the world's about to end and he's like oh okay so why didn't you lead with that because apparently that leads to well here's called project oblivion he gives him the the tattoo he shows him the tattoo anyway he's like i never tatted it but it's my work it has something to do with this project oblivion he thinks it's magical he's like no he was a lot of things but he wasn't that this has to be scientific scientific there we go uh and he ends up getting the tattoo he's like why don't why not cement his fate i suppose but we got a little bit more information but i expected a lot more information i love the mural on the outside of the trailer (laughs) of pogo and his mistress and is pogo gonna come back and help the fighters he like shit ain't nothing i could do i could just give you information and that's about it plus they probably don't have all that money to spend on pogo and i totally get it but i'm a little sad that that might be the last we see of him considering but uh yeah because you know no one's seen him since victor killed him thinks it's gonna be years luther also thinks that something must be left in ben that's the original ben like no there's nothing there he's gonna keep being surprised and shocked (laughs) 
so that is pretty much the conclusion of the episode not my favorite but we do have some interesting things in the pipeline we have feedback in the mailbag so let's uh hear what queen mimi feels about this episode What up, Cena? It's Mimi. This is feedback for um, Umbrella Academy episode six of season three. Um, I completely blanked on sending feedback for five. I thought I did, <laughs> and I just went ahead and watched six. Um, I I think I might have recorded it and just it didn't say because I know I remember making feedback. Who knows? My memory is been shot to hell lately um but anyway i know since the beginning of episode i think it was like episode two or three we've been wondering where pogo was and we finally got our answer um i will say though that if a talking monkey can or a talking chimpanzee can find it like a significant other people that are single y'all could y'all could be with somebody i know people always be like oh it's so hard out here in these streets dating's ghetto pogo got himself a trailer part a trailer and a a baby mama and he a fucking talking chimpanzee so there's really no excuse (laughs) there's somebody out there for everyone (laughs) that's what i took from that um but anyway um i don't know why five was all like calm and collected when he walked into that fucking tattoo parlor and saw pogo because i for one was ecstatic and he just looked like it was another tuesday like why are you not excited you ain't seen pogo since Vanya killed him i um am pretty excited about that um i do see uh, i do remember from the episode i'm gonna try and remember what i can because i watched this a long time ago um but i do remember pogo like them flashing back to when pogo was with the sparrow academy and how he ended up leaving um ben and the spit chick were fighting and then they were going in and ben was like basically gonna strangle her to death and she wouldn't give in and Pogo being a sensei was like, that's enough. And Reginald was like, fuck that, let them hoes kill each other. And they had a difference of opinion. And Reginald was basically like, bitch, you can leave. And Pogo was like, fine, I'll be out tomorrow. He was like, no, bitch, you're going to leave right now. And Pogo left. And then it sounds like Pogo was the one that gave the Sparrow Academy's medication to keep Reginald subdued. Interesting turn of events. Um, so it seems as though Reginald being treated this way is relatively new. Maybe they're still bitter that they lost Pogo because of Reginald, and that's why they fucking hate his guts. Um, so him, his kids not liking him, it, but loving him must be something that happens in all the worlds. I don't know. But the Sparrow Academy do seem like they don't have any kind of remorse for you know, treating their their dad like shit. And honestly, it seems like only Klaus is the only one that really 
wants to love their dad because <laughs> all of when they found out about the you know medicating Reginald who was it I think it was Diego who was like damn well, I wonder why we didn't think of that <laughs> that's funny <sighs> um I can't I I'm, I'm I don't know if I'm merging five and six together but um I will agree with you that I don't like the direction that they're going with Allison um, I just, I feel like they're, like, I don't know, her, like, rumoring, um, what the hell is his name? Luther into, you know, staying and, like, wanting to be with her. Like, I, you know, I, I was on the Luther and Allison train at, on season one. But then in season two, it was like, yeah, that ship has sailed. So, like, I do agree that she's an asshole for, like, whenever she wants to be with him, she wants him. But I also think that Luther, you know, picking Sloan over everybody is absolute fucking ridiculous. I don't, like, it just doesn't seem like it's in his character. It makes me like dislike him and I know I feel like I was the only one that liked Luther I don't remember why the Vanya stands didn't like him I don't remember what he did to, to to Vanya but I do think all the decisions he made was him trying to be you know uphold the family as best he could um, he is clearly not the the leader even though he's number one, it seems like if five would have made it all the way to, you know, adulthood the same time as the other ones, he probably would have been number one because he's more of a leader than Luther. Um, but, you know, I, I've i never disliked Luther. I actually liked him. Um, I felt bad that he was turned into a beast. Um, but he was still very sweet. And I personally wanted him and Alice, and Alice together, but, you know, it, at this point, it's, <laughs> I think it's a, dis, like, a dysfunctional, toxic kind of ship, and I don't, I don't want that for either one of them, but I don't think that, you know, them forcing Allison to force Luther into wanting to be with her, like, that's bullshit, like, I, I don't like that, I really, don't enjoy watching them turn my, my girl into to what she's becoming. I understand grief makes people do shitty things, but just like you can't blame, you know, a bad childhood on shitty ass behavior, you can't blame, blame grief either. Grief is not an excuse for you to wild out and act like a bitch. Um, I'm not saying I don't understand where it's coming from. I'm just telling you it's not an excuse. Because people grieve in different ways doesn't mean that you get to grieve and hurt other people. And then we excuse it because you're grieving. Um, you say you miss your husband. All right. You say you miss your daughter. Okay. Then let's figure out how we're going to. Like no one is like thinking of the obvious. Like okay. So we caused this Google Blitz. Or is it Google? It's a Google Blitz. So we're all going to get blanked out of existence. Can we go back in time? Is there a way? Like, okay, we don't have the case. What's the next step? Like, nobody, I feel like now that five isn't around because his ass just left in 
didn't think to tell anybody or write a note or anything. You know, we're just gonna just do whatever we want. Like, let's just fuck around and find out. You know, let's let's just do a bunch of unnecessary bullshit. Let's fight. Like, you guys comprehend. Like, you see people disappearing. You understand what's at stake. Y'all are gonna be blinked out of existence. Let's try and work together. Let's put our heads together. Let's think. Fighting with each other. Killing each other. How the fuck is that gonna do? The only people that knows what's going on are y'all. I'm gonna need y'all to do better. Um, and then, um, and I think it was episode six, Diego went looking for Earth. Yeah, they went through the door. It looks like it was like a parallel universe and they were looking for Stan. Um, and then they discovered they, the hotel, but there was no one there except Bugs and Layla's just eating food like a weirdo. Um, talking about this place is disgusting but still eating and then Diego hit that button like the little the little bell that said don't ring me and something chased him and cut off his fingers and then Stan disappeared in front of everybody's face uh, but here is the kicker we find out that fucking Stan is not Diego's son like bitch what you thought this would be funny? What a asshole. Like, she needs her ass whooped. And I'm going to need Diego to get Allison to be her ass. Because that's some bullshit. You borrow somebody's child. And then you decide that you're going to play a prank on Diego. And then treat him like shit for something that's not even real. Because your butt hurt. I still, right now, don't even understand why she mad at Diego. Didn't they save you? Like, what did he do? And it's not like the child was really yours. So, why are you mad at him? Granted, they did just have sex, but this relationship sucks at this point. She need her ass whooped, and I go back to hating her. Um, I'm, I personally like this season. I can see, like, why people are like not it's not their favorite season because it does seem like it doesn't have any kind of cohesiveness it's just a bunch of shit happening that doesn't make sense but the, all this shit that's happening is interesting to me so i'm not i'm not mad about what's happening um i'm not a writer but i can even tell that it seems like they're just throwing a bunch of shit up and just what could be interesting let's put it in let's do this so <laughs> it doesn't seem to connect but i'm hoping that by episode 10 it will all make sense and then i'll be like oh, okay that's what they were going for i i'm gonna have faith um i do hope we find like the 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 umbrella academy find out that reginald's an alien because i cannot wait to see their reaction for that um, I also want to figure out why Five is the one that started this whole fucking, um, the, the time factory, that's not what they call it, fashion, no, the time bureau, like, why? Because you can jump through time, like, I'm curious to see how that's evolved, um, and I also, I'm curious to, to see what is going to happen between the Sparrow Academy and the Umbrella Academy 
especially with Ben being the dick that he is. Um, so I personally am interested in seeing what's happening and what's going to happen. So I'm enjoying this season. doesn't make sense, but I, I, I find it interesting. Um, so I think that's all I remember about so far with five and six. So I am going to end it here. Um, so until next time, love, peace, hair grease, and black girl magic. Come to the couch, me out. That was Queen Mimi with her thoughts on the episode. Not too much to add other than I agree wholeheartedly about Allison. You know, I, I, I may understand how you got there, but I can't support you on your journey. <laughs> uh, she has completely turned her back on anything other than getting her daughter and Ray back. That has become her goal and she's willing to sacrifice whatever for that it does remind me of victor in season two but now it's just another family member that's gonna be holding that mantle and while it is sad to see uh it is what it is i agree with luther as well it did feel as if he had the families back first but as i stated he by the end of the episode he's just completely turn his back even if you were feeling some kind of way about what allison did vic no one else did anything to you victor didn't do anything to you diego didn't do anything to you except that you always have a button heads relationship you know you're like oh no one respects me but you don't do anything to earn respect that has to be earned it's just not given to you i mean look what you're doing right now everybody else is doing shit you're not you're playing house and walking around in another uniform and you were not you even think about your family at all and that is just a that's the worst thing about what he's done is the fact that he's just he's more he feels uh his goal seems to be more to ingrain himself or ingratiate himself within the sparrow academy than it is to actually represent the umbrella academy i think they're all aliens to i am waiting for the alien reveal as well but i think surprisingly that they're all aliens i think every single last one of them is aliens and that's going to be the huge in the show type of reveal they gotta be they were all immaculately conceived (laughs) that shit is gonna come with some strengths uh and lastly about the stands uh, it's because he locked up Victor in the first season, gave him the bear hug, locked him in the cage, even when Allison was like, no, it's my fault, let him out. And then they never got a, a, over that. I also think they just never liked Victor's character, or not Victor, Luther's characterization. He's always come off like, and that, I, I'm the same with you though. I felt like I've been, for the most part, on his side. He's not my favorite, but he certainly... I think he gets more hate than he deserved and while I wasn't necessarily on the whole Luther and Allison train so to speak as far as them getting together I thought it was something he it was going to be a jumping off point for him to find his own independence and become someone better uh, even if it is this star-crossed love with this other person uh but it seems as if they've just they've just written him in uh, to give him anything that's worth rooting for and 
from the brief i'm seeing well of course there's those racist fans that are just so happy that tom hopper is on a white woman they don't <laughs> they of course so they've been looking for a reason to hate allison you're always going to have those people but i'm curious to know objective fans which can you be objective that were bored on board of his character i should say there we go uh how they feel about this turn and if they're you're like me like hey this was someone was not not a fan of but he seems to have lost all 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 bond like bonds with himself a little bit like he's had moments where it, it seemed to have gone somewhere but then they just they threw in this loan thing and it's just horrible <laughs> it does nothing for the character other than uh make him seem disingenuous and uh rather you know he's flawed he's supposed to be flawed like everybody else too because that's going to be the thing well he's flawed like everyone yes agree but i feel like with everyone else's flaws i i have something leading up to there and between season two and season three there's not much to really account for his behavior <laughs> uh he's kind of gotten off the lightest out of everybody it would seem uh, allison being his only beginning and end which makes it all the more odd that he is so quick i think that this it feels petty I, there's no other way i can get around it other than i'm choosing in this moment to to step away from because what i thought i had i didn't but then what does that mean for the rest of your family members one minute you're there one minute you're not so it's inconsistent as well it's just not even that it's inconsistent writing with him and now i'm indifferent i i don't even care to dislike i just fast forward and that is going to conclude our podcast for this week. If you want to send feedback, blackercouch at gmail.com, or you can leave a comment below on this podcast. My social media will be there as well. Remember to like, share, and subscribe. Until the next time, peace, hair grease, and black magic.